Welcome back to this exciting third episode of the Lengthy Lads podcast, hosted by the now fantastic foursome of Annoying Mouse, the average EAFC player, Bertie, and the ultra-lengthy new co-host, Azza23 Gaming. In this episode, the lads are diving headfirst into the EAFC 24 action, dissecting the highs, the lows, and any unexpected surprises of the first week. But that's not all. The controversy meter is off the charts as they tackle the outrageous VAR controversy from this weekend's match. Get ready for a spirited discussion that's sure to spark your football passion. So whether you're tuning in for the first time or joining us as a loyal listener, this episode promises to be a footballing feast you won't want to miss. Now it's time for kickoff, so let's get lengthy. Welcome back, avid listeners and fellow football fanatics, to another exciting kickoff of the Lengthy Lads podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Annoying Mouse, and I'm here as always with my co-host, the average FIFA player, and Bertie. But alongside us today is our new signing and new co-host, Azza23 Gaming. We've got plenty of virtual and real-world football to bring to you, so let's get straight on into the action. So first, Azza, welcome. And how are you feeling today? I am feeling very good, thank you. I'm enjoying my last day of being a 28-year-old, heading into my last year in my 20s tomorrow, and uh, enjoying Ultimate Team as well. It's it's only downhill, mate, once you get into My knees are clicking already. Slippery slope. (laughs) Ryan, how are we? Uh, I am struggling at the moment, not with the game. Just uh, think I've think I've got the dreaded COVID, so I've I've been struggling over the last couple of days. But very very much enjoying the game. I know there's a spe- specific member of this podcast who is going to <laughs> tear me to shred for this one, but I actually I actually love it. I think it's really really good. And um, welcome Azza to the to the boys to the lengthy lads. Thank you very much. And Shane. Finally, you. How are you feeling? I'm yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm good. Back work this week after a week off, so just getting back into the habit and getting used to the alarm going off. But I'm, uh, I'm the one that's not enjoying Ultimate Team um, <laughs> or anything about it, actually. So, But we'll delve into that a bit later on. Yeah, we'll crack on into that in a bit. But first off, we're going to test the podcast theory. Um, so we have all prepared a two rare gold players back because that is the only thing you can do currently on the game um and ready boys three two one it's not special oh it's absolutely oh, hello. hello ericsson hakan calhan ogler goretzka is mine a dupe 84 alex romero for me so what well we all got a board and above so take it there you go. Eighty-five upgrades. Both, both gold gold ups, but pod theory. Only do your gold upgrades whilst you're listening to the Lengthy Lads podcast. That's the rule. Tweet us life. to let us know what you got in yours. But not when you're driving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please, not whilst you're driving. We don't want to um, have that on our hands. So we'll jump in then to EAFC 24. Um, I want to know how your guys' squads are looking, but my... Just a quick line on it. Um, currently, I think everyone's running about an 85 or an 86 rated squad. Um, so first question really to you guys is, do you think that's right for three days into the game? I know we've all had it a week early because of the ultimate edition, but do you think that's right for us to be having that rated squad this early in the game? 
I mean, I would love to have an 86-rated squad. Um, I think mine's 83, 84 at the moment. Obviously, the RTG woes. But yeah, these these packs are insane at the moment. They are they are ruining the game. I I think the the high rated squads I'm coming up against in well in Div six and now I'm in I'm in Div five is it's insane. They they squads I'd expect to see in Div one in Elite Division already. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, that's my I think mine's eighty six. It's probably pushing towards an eighty seven now. To be honest, I'm absolutely buzzing with my team. Um, <laughs> It's not even that good. I'm just really, really enjoying the way it's fit together. Um, <clears throat> the playstyle pluses that I've got and the different playstyles with the whipped crosses and things like that, that Mouse, I know you're you're a big fan of as well. Yeah. Um, I've not gone for chemistry. I think I'm rocking like 16 chem at the moment. Um, but loving, I, I packed Rafael Liawa earlier on today. He is He's fantastic. Paired him up top with Memphis Depay. Absolutely loving both of them. I'm using Rodri at CDM with his 50 pace. <laughs> it's, it's it's not been an issue. Um, but I think like everybody else, I'm struggling with the defending. I think the def- it's, it is rock hard. And if I get a clean sheet in any game, it is an absolute... It's, well, it's ridiculous because it never happens. Never, ever will get a clean sheet. Um, I, think I've had, I think I'm in Div 7 now and I've still only had about three clean sheets in the whole game. So let's put it that way. Yeah, I mean, I'm, my, I've not had as much luck this year yet as I did last, but my squad's only in 84, but my chem OCD just won't let me pick certain players. But I got lucky and bagged the Griezmann earlier, so I'm looking forward to trying him out and see what that finesse play style is like. Um, but it meant I can get Lorente in as well now. So I've got Edison the other day as well. So I've heard good things about him. But yeah, it's mainly Liverpool still. I've, I've done my Gomez, my Nunes. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I just not, I just find it too slow. It's too slow for my liking. I'm doing well. I've qualified. I got finished eight two. Um, did five arrivals now, so I'm not doing too bad. But I'm just not enjoying the gameplay. It's just a bit slow for me. The defending is non-existent. You tackle a player and it just seems to bobble away and they still have it. The positioning on them is awful. They're all over the shop. Um, but, yeah, I, I, it's just a personal thing. Like For me, I'm just not really not really enjoying the gameplay. But we'll see after the first patch because it always changes after that anyway. I think with um, just to add to Shane with the defending as well, I'm seeing so many players cross positions. It's constant. Like I'm seeing my left back crossing into central midfield, trying to play some sort of Pep Guardiola style of play. That I, I, I my custom tactics have not asked him to do that or her to do that. In fact, because I've I've got the uh, PSG team of the week left back, and she's running into into the midfield for for absolutely no reason. I've got um, Memphis Depay dropping into Cam and James Madison going up front for again no reason whatsoever that I'm I'm completely confused by um so I don't know what, whether you guys are getting any of the any of the same but that's I, it's just worrying me at the moment I just find that the defenders don't seem to have any positional awareness or anything like if, if a striker knocks a ball by them they're so slow to like react to it or turn to, to chase after them or something like that like I get I get that you you're probably gonna have to learn to defend manually and stuff like that which is fine but you should still have a chance. Like it shouldn't be this difficult for everybody. 
no i think yeah i think you're right um i've massively struggled with it as well um uh, what's eased the burden a little bit is bringing in oh i can't remember as it's that center back for barca that you keep packing irene paredes name is. yeah that one yeah brought i think her in and it's that's made a difference i i i did allude to this on the last pod that i think you need smaller agile defenders i, I, I think these big lumps aren't going to cut mm. it this year I, I think we'll start to see shortly we'll see Carl Walker at centre back. People will start loading him in and he'll be in centre back. Because I think it's not built for big defenders. You know, I've the king of lengthy last year, everything I did was lengthy, but this year, you know, I've it's just not happening. You know, I've got that um Barca striker, Oshawala or whatever, I don't know how to say her name, I don't want to butcher it too much, but the one with blue hair, um, she's absolutely incredible. And she's the, the furthest away I could imagine from what my striker would have been this year. But, you know, again, she's just incredible. And with these nimble players and the fact that left stick dribbling's back, that's what makes me think is, you know, if we're using these, like Rudiger, I've got him, but I don't know, I can't, just doesn't, it's not clicking at all. So... I think personally that that could be half the issue with the defending is we're trying to defend with the wrong players. I well, I'm using that. I'm using Kanata at the minute, who, who I would class as a big lump, and he's been probably the only one that seems to do a job. But even still, with him, they just they just always seem to be like on the back foot, like they're never ready for someone to run at them or something like that, or to make a turn. They're just like they, they never seem to be in the right place or anything. I'm using um, Lisandro Martinez at centre half, and he's got 77 agility and 82 balance, which I guess for a defender at the start early game is is quite good. Um, and he's uh, he's massively massively outperforming Skriniar, uh, Skriniar, which I by the way I had absolutely no idea he'd gone to PSG. Um, but he's massively outperforming him and he's got 54 agility and 56 balance and he's a bit of a big lump. So, Mouse, to be fair, you're probably bang on there. Um, I have actually used Jao Cancelo at centre-half at, at points and he's he's been doing pretty well there as well. So, you you might have a point there, mate, to be fair. Yeah, um, like something else that Shane and me spoke about last time on the pod was the curve moving. That as you move up through the divisions, it's not a case that you can kind of play with the same players as you're going up the divisions. It feels like you go up a division, you need to change three to four players because the players you've got are no longer at that level, which I don't think that's quite right. That you shouldn't, you know, I when I was in Div 6, couldn't win a game to save my life, you know, and I brought in three or four different players. Um, change tactics and yeah right, I've got up into Div 5 now and I've kind of stabilised a little bit but that's happened almost every single division I've had to add different players in which is I can't I can't do that every time you know we're going up a division that the curve's moving it's just yeah it seems a bit it's not quite right but maybe maybe and this maybe this is me giving EA too much credit maybe they've engineered this themselves because they don't want people to be using the same cards all the way through and they want people to be chopping and changing cards and trying different cards out so it does maybe it has something to do with the market i don't know i might be talking about my ass but you know i i've always said that i've this this game i'm wanting to try new players out as as much as possible 
and by that happening, maybe that's actually given me the kind of onus to to do that. Yeah, I mean, you might be right. You might be right. I don't know if it's giving them a bit too much credit, but yeah, I don't think they're um, that clever. But. but you know, I'd like to, I'd like to think it's that. But yeah, again, I've I've tried out so many players. Like normally, I'm quite strict, and I'll add one here and there. But you know, I change sort of three or four a time. You know, I do feel now like my team's quite settled now. It's got out of Div Six. I'm into Div Five. Um, someone like Lewandowski coming in. I mean, he's he's cheap. He's pretty much discard like you know fodder for what he is but he's such a good card and i mean you know if you haven't discovered play styles yet then you, you know you're missing out because that crossing trait and then the heading play style that Lewandowski is it's just a cheat code because these crosses come in and they're they're pinpoint and they seem to move in the air to suit where the player is going so i think they've got it you know, it's way too overpowered. It it should get you know it should get nerfed. But so at some point, Sawloth's going to be infinitely usable because you can have <laughs> you'll have a team of the week or something. Sawloth at, at some point with the way that he's playing at the moment, and uh, you'll be able to just whack crosses into him for the old time. Yeah, I think you're right. And, uh, the good news is with those playstyle pluses, they can just whack them on whoever they want, and it it could one one or two of them could change a card. Mm. immediately and it you know they could put it on anything and it will just change a card you know say like Matip you know it only take him to put a playstyle plus on him and he becomes completely usable again so I think that's that's a really good point on the playstyles but I I get what Shane means <laughs> I, 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 don't the game. I don't see him nerfing stuff like that because there was stuff on the last FIFA that people were doing that they never fixed, like flipping, flicking it up on the edge of the box and doing an overhead kick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there's nothing you could do against it. No, there's not. But the thing is, that's that's an old gen thing. It doesn't happen on new gen. Yeah, I don't really see it on. New so gen. The, a lot, a lot of the a lot of the stuff on old gen is is just old gen specific. So like the the corner overhead kick from the corner on, I hardly ever saw it on on new gen if someone tried to do it it was so easy to counter but that's i think that's just a a gen thing you know we had high hopes for you shane that you were going to be on going to be on new gen not using any chem (laughs) and the game's just driven you driven you into it by the looks of it but there's many things wrong with it mate but the the worst thing is they don't even address it that's the problem no i know we're 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 probably there's so many issues at the minute and they've not come out and addressed any of them they've released some pitch notes for the next patch and there's nothing on there about any of them i was just going to ask that i haven't i haven't read them yet but i don't even think they're aware of it to be honest with you i think there is a lot of issues and i think there's too many issues to to solve in one patch um because i think i think the game would be down for a day if um if they tried to fix all of it in one i get get that there is going to be because it's a new game but i do not remember like this amount last for at the start no i mean this so i was earlier on uh, seems to be on the console so i was in the transfer market I, I was just trying to do the foundations actually um and then trying to flick across the pages on the transfer list with r1 with r1 and oh, i'm mate. clicking the backward the back the behind menu is clicking and then i couldn't even press circle to get out of it yeah. mate that one is that's the one that's getting me right so i'm i'm quite um i like doing all the transfer stuff on the console not particularly on the app because the iphone app crashes all the bloody time so it's pointless so i'm flicking the right stick up earlier and i'm trying to send things to my club flicks it up send something to my club and then the right bumper doesn't work 
and I'm trying to, I'm clicking the right bumper and I'm like, come on, R1, come on, over you come, over you go, doesn't work. So you have to back out the transfer list and go back into the transfer list in order for you to do it again. It, it, that for me, that's basic, that's basic coding that I reckon Az could probably do in his job. <laughs> so I don't really see why EA can't sort that out. I mean, I went, my, I actually went behind the menu. So I was controlling the outer menu. That's ridiculous. Yeah, so, and I couldn't, I couldn't physically get out of it because I'd obviously had that screen up, but I was actually controlling the screen behind it. So I couldn't even get out of it. It's absolutely. I think one of the ass. big thing um, on the patch notes was um, various menu fixes. They didn't, they didn't specify which ones, but they do say that there's a bunch of menu fixes inbound on the uh, upcoming patch, which hopefully are for the right, right reasons. The big one for me is objectives. You, you complete an objective. Like I was doing objectives yesterday and then I was having to come off the game to go on the app to claim them to then come off the app to go back on the game so they'd be there completed. I and had that with the like, Bundesliga. What is going on? That's just Terrible. stupid, yeah. What is going on? It is. And I've, I've the other one as well when you so frustrating you're sitting there and you're like, oh yeah, I've cleared it off. Go go back out and it's got a red one yeah. next to it in objectives. And you go back <laughs> you go back in and it's not yeah. fucking there. And you come back out, still says one, go back in and it's there. And it's like, well, yeah, I've still got my Ridiculous. one store pack apparently that I haven't <laughs> opened. That's that's a phantom store pack. You should well. open that pack. Mate. What yeah, goes for me with the icon is the the daily objective. I notice it doesn't turn red. It just shows like a green like Christmas present icon, and that's why I always miss it because the background is green itself anyway. It's just green on green, and they ah, they haven't done themselves any favor with it, the design wise. But exactly. Um, so anyway, this. This promo, obviously, we've got Road to the Knockout currently out. Um, have you lads picked picked up anything so far? I mean, myself, I've got Benucci and the final CDM twice. Um, all tradable, which is always a bonus. Um, what about you, lads? Nope. Got nothing. I managed to... <laughs> got nothing left. That is, right. that is literally <laughs> it from me. Can't give you anything about any of the cards because I haven't packed any of them. I haven't used any of them. I... Yeah, I feel a bit. I feel a bit upset about it actually. <laughs> I haven't even packed that fucking cheap, re, the really cheap, what eighty four rated, whatever That's it is. Like, yeah, the CDM. Got mate, no idea, no idea. But oh well. Makedo is the the one that I managed to get the Colombian guy, and unfortunately for me, I opened it at like one in the morning, so I was quite tired. So I I seen Colombia and Champions League, and I was like, oh my god, it's Diaz, and then. You know, the harsh reality set in that we're actually in the Europa League and not the Champions League. So not only did I get the, the really cheap crap one, I also got a reminder that we're no longer in the most prestigious competition in football. So yeah, that was that was a great thing to go to bed to. I could only dream of the Europa League. <laughs> I did the Rainer I did the Rainer objective just to see what it looked like coming out as a walkout, to be honest. I'm currently doing that now. That's yeah. the one I couldn't claim my objective oh, on. I had to leave the game, like Shane said, go onto the to the web app and then claim it and then go back onto the game just to get my Raynor, which meant I didn't see him come out because it, it claimed within the game, uh, within the web app, sorry, which was a bit of a shame. I think, it, I think it's showing as well with, like the promo started Friday. We've not had like a daily SBC. The only thing we've had store packs and then they've brought out them shit upgrades again today. It's just everything, like this promo, like the last one, is just leaning towards store packs again. And I think that's going to be the story for the whole year, to, have to be honest. Not even had a cup, a cup friendly before 
weekend league, a you know, road to the knockouts uh, cup match would have been absolutely fine, even if it didn't involve a guaranteed pack at the end of it, just something decent that we could grind towards. We, we, we'd had nothing. Monday would have been the perfect time to bring an objective or something out, so you've got all week to do it. And yeah. like that, so we've had nothing. So I, I think it tells you where we're going to go down this year, what, what road we're going to go down. I think uh, it's really important now to, to say I think this podcast is going to be quite negative. So please don't turn off because I think there's going to be some very, very interesting points made over the course of the next hour or so. One thing that I was thinking of earlier is obviously they've got this pro ladder thing at the moment where players are trying their hardest to, to qualify for this, this pro thing. I wonder if that's a direct reason of why they're putting so many packs into the store, these untradeable packs, because loan cards count towards that. So those loan icons are obviously going to be huge for these these potential pros and these already established pros. So I know someone like Dale Boy on Twitter, he's opening packs that he wouldn't normally open because he wants to get the best possible players to be able to, to compete in this ladder. So I wonder if that's also one of the ulterior motives from bringing out so many packs and whether that's why they're flooding the market with these. And obviously they're untradeable, so it doesn't impact too much. But I wonder whether they may slow it down a little bit once that's over. I think you're probably right, to be honest. And it, that would not surprise me at all because they've got to build the, the best teams and meter teams that they can. So, yeah, that wouldn't wouldn't surprise me at all. No, I've, I've, yeah, I think you, you could very well be right there. But I think the issue is, outside of that, is that I, that doesn't fucking solve my issue with <clears throat> not being able to play the game. Um, you know, I've, I, I'm the same as Ryan. I really like the game. Um, I like how my team is at the moment. I like, I like playing the game. But my issue is, what, what am I going to go and play? <laughs> I'd, I'm into Div 5 now. That's where I'm going to sit for the next four to five weeks. I'm not going higher because I don't want the stress. Yeah, so I'm going to sit in Div 5. I'm going to be a rat. I don't care. But what am I meant to Preach. do? Mm. Yeah, what am I meant to do? I've got, I've looked through the objectives earlier. I've done all the foundations now. Um, I've done, you know, I've got the rivals wins. I'm not, there's no way I'm going to get to 200 squad battle wins. It's just not going to happen. Um, so what have I got left to do? All right, these squad foundation cards, there's some cracking cards in there. And I think they got it, you know, really good cards. But they're going to be behind us very, very shortly. Right. So, but why not? Why are they not behind a grind of 50 to 100 wins? Put something in their juice, right? Fuck this, right? Just put in an 88, 88 rated card. It's nothing different than what's coming out of packs currently, is it really? You know, put in a, some decent 88, 89 rated cards for, for 100 wins. I'd, I'd probably carry on playing the game because I want to grind and get these cards. But to have something that I can achieve inside two hours to get four cards is not it for me. Because I, I don't get anything out of sitting there on playing squad battles whilst I'm washing up and eating dinner and stuff. I would, you know, I'd rather have something decent that I can grind on the game. And, and there's currently nothing inside the game that you can do that with. I think it's super interesting, right, that what we've had the game for just over a week and um, I have already gone off the game and started a brand new Skyrim save today. <laughs> so for a game that's been out for just over a week, it's not like as much as I'm really enjoying playing it. It's I'm not like, I'm not like waking up or getting home from work or something going, 
oh, I can't, I can't flip in wait to play this game because I've gone on to Skyrim, which was made in what, what bought out in like 2011 <laughs> and probably has less glitches than the fucking menus that we've got here. So <laughs> it's, that's, that's the thing. I think there's got to be something that they bring in very, very soon to just, you know, boost everybody's uh, enthusiasm again because I was proper enthusiastic at the start of the game. Apps, I was absolutely smashing it out. I loved every minute of it. Now it's died down, and I think after a week and a half, it shouldn't be like that. I didn't, I didn't touch BPM once last year, the whole of FIFA, and I started doing that on Saturday just to give me something to do. Don't get me wrong, I've, 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 it's, it's quite decent at the minute. I've made coins as well as filling my club up, but it's not. The most exciting thing to do it's just the only thing to do for me and that's why i'm doing it but i don't like, you look at last year's i i didn't think league species were ever going to come it took that long and i think it'll be the same if not worse this year i don't think we'll see them for another month or two if if we see them at all i think we'll see them i do think we'll see them i i, I think there'd be huge backlash if we didn't get some sort of repeatable um sbc like that whether they'll be a bit uh, like be a little bit different because we have a brand new roster of of cards in the game, like we spoke about last week. With um, hopefully they they kind of juice them a little bit more because we could have uh, the female leagues and stuff in that. It'd be amazing. But um, I do think we'll see them. But you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't bring them out to like after team of the year, just so that you have to buy store packs to to pack team of the year or or just <laughs> something ridiculous like that. I mean, it it could very well change. Very quickly. I mean, uh, the problem is we're we're all sitting here as ultimate team. You know, we've got the ultimate edition. You've got to think that the majority of people have only had the game four days. You think how much we achieved last week by ripping into this game and you know and grinding it hard. They haven't done that. So I think you know, is it from EA that they've seen and gone right? Well, these guys need to catch up. So we give it a light schedule this week. Let them catch up. Then hopefully we get something a little bit more next week and they're, they're going to push a bit more at us. But, you know, where it's a, but that shouldn't be a downfall for us for paying more fucking money. Shouldn't mean we get, you know, we get less content because we've paid more money. That's just, just insane. Yeah. Some, some, I could, I've seen something on Twitter, like someone said we're three days after the thing, you know, and it's dead. Like what, what was the point of paying for the ultimate edition? Like what, it was pointless. Yeah, this at uh, this rate, basically, the only reason you get the ultimate, obviously, you get it slightly earlier and you've got the Pepsi promo, but those FIFA points, you could, well, the Pepsi points, you could have got anyway, because you just paid for them yeah. anyway, couldn't you? So, you know, you didn't really gain anything too much. Over like you, didn't get, you didn't get an advantage of a, a weekend league before people that bought Standard, because they no. cancelled that. No, but haven't we got, like, uh, there's things coming in October, haven't we? For having the ultimate edition, like some we get heroes. Champions League heroes. That's November, yeah. Is that November? Bloody yeah. That's always one of my main reasons for getting the ultimate is the the one to watch or the hero because there's that bit yeah. of me that thinks I'm going to get the best one possible and I'm going to love the game. When in reality, <laughs> I get the worst one possible. But we didn't even get the one to watch this year. To be oh. fair, didn't even get it as a promo. Never mind as a as a guaranteed benefit. I don't think it's coming either, no. is it? I just I can't see it coming after Road to the Knockout. I can't see it. No, 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 no. It's, it was interesting that they leaked all the players as well before actually, before yeah. Friday. I did find that interesting. In what in what way? Like 
that EA had tweeted out what players were in the promo and stuff before Friday. Yeah, no, I didn't that, see that. Yeah, they did. They that. did. Why do you think they did it? That's what I don't, is it to stop people like Sheriff? I don't know, but it just is was it? interesting. It'd be interesting to see if they do it with the next promo as well. Could or... be because of the lack of hype. People are not as excited because it's. Like I said, everyone seems to have the same mood as what we seem to be having right now. So maybe they're trying to hype it up a little bit, but I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think like so, like even with that promo team that you look and you know, all right, yeah, Harlan's absolutely nuts and you'd love him and stuff. But outside of that, I couldn't tell you exactly who's in it because I don't care, which it shouldn't be. You know, I should be wanting to grind now and and pack these guys and girls. You know, but I'm not. This I've got no interest really. In doing that which is which is wrong for a new game you know like you said brian you've started a, a brand new game and it's we shouldn't be like that not with a date not with a our number one game you know if this was a side game like fortnite or something like that it's different but not when it's your main game that you play you know when you're gonna when you're gonna play that's the one you play um i just don't think it's it's right to have this lack of lack of content for a good game that could get ruined by lack of content. That's that's the most annoying thing about it. The only the only way to pack these is through rewards because there's nothing to grind to try and pack them. But like, like, what are the odds of you getting flipping Bruno Fernandez or Haaland in a gold upgrade? It's highly unlikely, isn't it? So so where else are you going to get them? Yeah, unless you're unless you're buying packs. That's the thing, isn't it? That's the only way is if unless you're I buying. I totally understand that they're a business. But there becomes a point where the greed becomes too much. Yeah, and I think you know, there's there's still no viable alternative. So mm-hmm. they're 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 just going to do whatever they feel like until they see a significant drop. And then the problem is we're so fickle. They'll do something, <laughs> throw something at us, and we'll go, oh yeah, we love it, yeah. <laughs> that you know, and we we'll be back playing it again, and because we're fickle and we want to play the game. You know, if there's no want to play the game, then it, it wouldn't happen. But we do. We all love football, and we all want to play the game, and that's that's half the issue. I think we're kind of speaking for the community as well. Well, I I don't want to put words in the community's mouth, but if you do have a look at Twitter, there are so many people that are in the exact same boat as us that have had the ultimate edition, done everything they need to do, all the squad foundations done, everything like that, all the squad build, all the SPCs, sorry, uh, have been completed. And they're going, well, what the hell do I do now? So I think it, I think it is important that I'd like everybody else's view. Like hopefully when they when they listen to this, they've got anything to kind of say, they can like mention us and stuff over, over Twitter because it'd be really interesting to get everybody else's views. Yeah, it would be nice to see what, what everyone else is thinking. I see a lot of it on Twitter. I mean, mm. you know, people are going to be happy with it and stuff like that. Everyone's out of difference, aren't they? We can only give our own opinions, but I've seen more people saying the same as us than I have opposite yeah put it that way so many a big noticeable lack of content yeah there's so many easy ways that ea could do things just run a fucking focus group there's enough you're telling me that they if they really wanted to sort this game out they could not go on the twitter go on twitter and i'm pretty sure you know it wouldn't take long to find us as a community and read what we're saying about it and just go right pick 10 people right we're going to run a focus group like same as this call but and you tell us about our game it's not hard it's really oh, not that, that would, hard to do. That would be so fun. Yeah, it I'm would be. There's no contact or anything like that. That's the that, that's yeah. the infuriating thing, isn't it? So, yeah. I think on the only good thing is I think I saw on the Pepsi, on the Pepsi thing. If you go into it on the help bit, I'm pretty sure there's a link for EA's help, but it's not on Twitter. 
it's worth checking it out because I I I checked it before I lost my rag with the fucking Pepsi site because it's absolute dog shit. It's worse than an EA site. But, I can't even register <coughs> to admit my codes because I've, rede- I've redeemed them all and I've still not got anything. And now when I go on the Pepsi website, it just spins around in circles. So it's really helpful. Um, just the standard thing. But like, you know, something like that, a little focus group, happy days, 10 people, 20 minutes, and we tell you exactly what's wrong with the game and what we want. But I think you'd need more than 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, but even to, yeah, but could you imagine what we could say in 20 minutes? Mm. We've been speaking for 20 minutes now. Imagine what we could say in 20 minutes. Well, this, the speed that you're talking at, mate, you can tell, tell them a lot, I yeah, think. Yeah, I know, exactly. It's, it's what happens when you get irate. <laughs> it's, it's, um, it, it, sh- it should be a key thing for a company that big for them to have almost employees or burner accounts to just be lurking around in Nick Run the Foot Market Twitter, Nepenthes' Twitter, these big accounts, just to see what the replies are saying and what the general public are thinking. They should have people paid to almost do that as a, an everyday job, feeding back to them the people that make the content and make the, the products that come out. And it almost feels like they're so out of touch. It's it's like the British government. They don't have a clue what's going on with, with what the general population are thinking they, they, they don't have a clue they're so out of touch as long as as long as people go into the store tab which is the only tab i never have issues in by the way i never glitch out in the store tab <laughs> fact, uh, as long yeah. as people are spending time in the store tab they don't care whether we're on the pitch whether we're in any other menu that's all, that's all they care about let's do a british government focus group as well that'd be <laughs> <interesting>. <laughs> <laughs> no just absolutely no <laughs> that one. um so Ryan, let's 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 start with you on this. Um, you like the game? So I do. What, yeah. What do you feel are the best parts of the game at the moment? Shit, good question. Um, I actually I actually enjoy the fact that it's not so easy to score because I think last year I was finding finding that you know the games were what like my games were usually like seven five to me or. I was losing 6-5 or it was a 5-5 draw in rivals and that used to piss me off anyway. But I think I think it's more difficult to create chances unless you're whipping crosses in. That's the way that I'm that's the way that I'm seeing it. And a lot of people would disagree with me because I've seen a lot of like rumblings on Twitter with uh, people talking about cutbacks and crosses and things like that. But I'm actually finding it might just be because I'm shit, but I'm finding it more difficult to score more than two or three goals in a in an online game, um, and I think I'm actually quite enjoying the challenge. So that would be the thing for me. Um, I think the game actually looks quite pretty as well. So let's let's give them their dues. It is quite a pretty game. Yeah, I think that's really fair points. Um, I'm similar to you. I think the cutbacks. Yeah, I have started to notice it, but if you just follow them to the line, it's 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 stoppable. Um, I think. I did read something earlier actually about you need to use L2 at all times when defending, pretty much. You need to be tapping L2 at all times while defending because that's the jockey button. So, um, But yeah, with the cutbacks, I haven't really had a problem with it. I said I think there's going to be a massive problem coming with the crossing um, once people realise how overpowered it is, it will be, start to become a problem because I don't, I don't understand how you stop it because it it's not like it will head into an area it heads to the person so it's heads to you know the ball is going towards the other person it doesn't go to space and stuff so it will track their run and that's where it's going to be 
um, and the goalkeeper's come for crosses doesn't affect it. It just negates that. Sorry, so, have you seen the... I'm I, I, Sorry to whoever it was that has tweeted this. I, I genuinely can't remember. Um, the kind of driven crossfield through ball. There's a there's no, a there's not. something like it. It's some sort of glitch. It might have been deep view. I can't remember. Sorry, I can't remember who it was. It's a a driven crossfield through ball that is just breaking defenses apart, and it's just flying past them straight into the path of the other winger. So it's from it's like a switch from one wing to the other. Um, apparently that's apparently that is just completely overpowered as well at the moment. So the anything that is from one wing to another, any sort of switch of play is looking as if it's quite uh, quite hard to defend at the moment. Well, so is that our, the R1? Yeah. yeah. Um, talking of R1, if, you, if you've played clubs and you've tried your um, pro and you've tried to level up your pro, have you pressed R1 and circle? Well, it's R1 and square for you guys if you're not using alternate controls for power, ta- power slide tackle. No, <laughs> have you seen it as a? It's the funniest thing ever. You leave the ground. That's insane. No, I haven't. I haven't. Honestly, it, you are going to get sent off every game. Old like, school I've, FIFA ninety nine. Yeah, Love literally. It. Like you think Curtis Jones made a bad tackle? <laughs> oh, literally, it's the first time I did it. That. He um he um left left the floor, and I was like, this is. The perfect game mode for it's it. Like as well. It's Sunday the perfect league. game mode for it. Yeah, Last yeah. year didn't use it at all. In fact. Pro clubs, every game. As soon as someone pisses me off on pro clubs, they're having it. And so so this year, for it to be so juiced, I mean, oh, I love it. Pro clubs is the best best way to use that. I don't use it on all my team because I only have to breathe near someone and I give away a penalty. But on pro clubs, I'm I'm taking legs out like every every game and I'm loving it. Yeah, that's that is one of my one of my things. I haven't I haven't used it in Ultimate Team because <laughs> I'd be scared because the people are turned and that that'll be too much at risk. Um <laughs> There is way, it's way, it's way too much at risk. Um, but yeah, continuing, I, like I said, with the game, I do really, really like. I do really, really like the game. I just wish I had a reason to play it. You know, I like, I like the gameplay. I like, I love the women and being in the game brings such a different side to it. Um, you can mix and match. You can set your team up in multiple different ways to score. Um, you haven't got to rely on the same ways because you've got such a vast range of players to use. Um, you don't have to rely on, on one way of scoring. Um, start, a, start a Saul Otter glory player career mode, mate. <laughs> yeah, I might have to. Yeah, That's might what have you're going to have to do. Um, what about you, As? Do you know what? I'm, like I said, I, I'm enjoying the game, hating it in moments. Uh, and mainly gameplay moments. Obviously, the menus do do vex me quite a lot. But my, I, I got the benefit of uploading YouTube content. So a lot of the time, I get to see how I'm playing back when I've calmed down and I'm able to kind of make those adjustments. But fortunately for me, the kind of the core way of how I play is still there. I'm still scoring a lot of goals and I'm not scoring them via cutbacks. I'm scoring them by the way I like football and the way I think football should be played, which I'm glad has stayed in my game. I did make some changes earlier on because I was I was struggling loads this morning and I noticed my settings had reset again. And I put them all back to normal. And then a couple of games in, I was like, something doesn't feel right here. So I went back into my settings and, and they looked fine. But I noticed the uh, the auto uh, block pass or the, you know, the auto interception setting was on off. So I put that back to on and it made so much of a difference. But the biggest change for me is when I'm defending my cutbacks, I'll, 
I'll get as close as I can to them with my fullback, show them the line. Then I'll switch into my centre half, mark a man with my centre half, and then just tap second man press every couple of seconds just to keep that fullback nearer someone. But I found that so hard on this game because for some reason it keeps giving it to the opposite side of the field as as my second man press. So I've I've gone into the settings and and luckily this year you can change where your L one position cha- uh, player changes. So rather than yeah. being auto decided, I'll put it on closest to the ball. So when I go out to that to that winger with my fullback and then switch into my my centre half and hold that one is is automatically my fullback now, and that's helped me so much defending the cutbacks because I can I can tighten up then in the box myself and defend the cutbacks. Uh, so I'm glad that the core way of how I play FIFA FC24 is still there. I'm I'm scoring the goals I would normally score, but I'm also missing the goals I would normally score, which gets me angry. But I'm I'm getting there. I'm 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 taking the time to just watch my my gameplay back and think, right, maybe it's me. And instead of just going nuts at the game, I'm like, it could be me. And I'm trying to evaluate it. And, it, and so far, it's, it's going well. I'm just about to promote up to Division Four, which seems like quite a high division for where we're at at the moment. I mean, that's what Dale is, and I consider him an elite player. So. Yes, it's going all right, but I do completely lose my shit once every couple of games. So, um, Shane, or we're we just moving on. There's no point in asking <laughs> Shane. <laughs> there must be I'm something. Time, mate. I, I, I'm mainly playing at the minute just for the content and the interactions on Twitter still, because this is pretty much the only game I play. It's just what it's one of them, isn't it? If, if you're not enjoying it, there's no point lying mm. saying you do. Like, like I'm, I, don't, I wouldn't say I'm a, an amazing player. I'm, I'm okay. I do all right, and I am doing all right. But I'm just not. It's just too slow for me. There's just too much. It's too many errors with like menus and stuff like that. It's, it's not just the gameplay. It's the game as a whole for me that there's just too many things wrong. As soon as League SBCs come, yeah. Shane's, Shane's whole yeah, outset, I, I, outlet I, I, will. Uh... The past few years, I've always been big on the menu mm. grinding. So hopefully, yeah. we'll get some soon enough and. That'll keep me happy. Your time will come. Don't you worry. Um, I mean, the easiest way I've got to summarise it, I think we've got the potential of a really good game, mm. but it could easily come undone in a moment's notice. That's that's where I think mm. the game is at the moment. So, so anyway, um, it will be a split episode tonight um, as there is a massive elef- elephant in the footballing world at the moment being VAR. Um, but before we let Shane's muzzle off again, first, we must test the lad's <laughs> knowledge. And today, it is my turn to set the challenge. Um, the lads know absolutely nothing about this. Um, so, let's get going. So, we're going to play a game that was done on CBS recently, which I'm hoping you guys have seen. Um I know, obviously, Kate Abdo's probably listening, so we'll, um, we'll give her credit for, for this. Um, DM me. <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, I'm going to read out a statement, and you need to guess who the player is. Cool, okay. okay. All right. So, pretty much, because it's five times, there's... Realistic is about three possibilities of who it could be. She's already, already Googling. Searching. Shane just put CBS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've just saw Mudrick scored and I'm in shock. You just followed Kate Abdoa on uh, Instagram. Yeah. So basically, their one was um, like 
I won the league with Arsenal. Um, I was Arsenal's top scorer for four seasons. Yeah, and obviously a new Thierry Henry went, hello, my name is Thierry yeah. Henry, and it was actually Giroud, and it was actually yeah, yeah. Giroud, yeah? So that's that's the gist of the game, all right? Okay. Um, you can ha all have one guess each. Obviously, you can go after each statement is read. You can go in whenever you want, but you will be frozen out until the last statement that I read, okay? Yeah. We'll do the first one, and um, hopefully it's clear. If it's not, we'll, we'll do the next one. <laughs> so I have played for Juventus and Man United. Um, I have won league titles in three different countries. I have won an international trophy with my nation. I have never won back-to-back -back league titles in different Hello, countries. Hello, my name is Di Maria. No. But he is on the list. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have scored two or more goals against Man United. Hello, my name is Ronaldo. No. <laughs> right, so Ryan, this, this, you've got two more questions now. Uh, two more statements. So I started my career in South America and I have never played for a team in Madrid. Know it. I fucking know it. So Ryan, and then it's a shout out if you don't get this right. Ryan, pass okay. the torch on. Just say you don't know. <laughs> I don't. What I don't know. This is the you've thing. got a free. You've I'm got a free stab. All down on my notes, and I have absolutely no <laughs> you've idea. You've got a free stab at it. I'm. I don't know. I can't be asked. I ain't got a fucking clue. It's the goals against Man United. Should be the one. I haven't even written that down. Oh, okay. Scored two or more goals against Man United. Surely his time's up. Yeah, my time is definitely yeah, up. Got it. Carry on. <laughs> Shout out, go. Hello, my name is Carlos Tevez. It is indeed Carlos Tevez. I had absolutely oh, no mate. idea Carlos Tevez played for Juventus. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, he did yeah. <laughs> do, do you know what? I thought I played an absolute blinder with Di Maria. I thought, I'm in, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think of him, to be fair. It would have been worse, because the next the next one was... I started South America, South yeah. America, which, yeah. I was, I was so determined to, to wipe off Last Pod's uh, terrible record. <laughs> I feel so thick right now. It's hilarious. Right. Number two. So, I have played for both Leeds United and Liverpool. I have won a European trophy with Liverpool. I also have an FA Cup winner's medal. Hello, my name is Ian Rush. No. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I have scored the final goal against Everton at Goodison Hello, Park. No, my name is Harry Cure. Unbelievably, yes. yes. Get in. It is indeed, as I thought. I thought that, that one was great. Goal. Do you know what? From goal statement goal. one, I had a feeling it was him as well. Was, the one I thought you'd go with was Gary McAllister because mm. that's the famous one at Goodison. Oh, oh, mate, I was three. thinking. I was thinking Robbie Fowler. To be fair. He was the other one that I had on the list. But yeah. also, yeah, that Australian job. geezer, his name's not coming out of my mouth because he's playing Galatasaray. <laughs> so, I'm glad. Right. I'm glad as I won that one. Yeah. Right. The next one. I have played in La Liga and Ligan. I have won the European Championships with my national team. I have a Premier League winners' medal. 
I also have a World Cup winner's medal. I have played for both Chelsea and Arsenal. Hello, my name is Cesc Fabregas. It is Oof. indeed. Fair play. What the fair fuck? Play. I told you, I thought he'd be quite... To be fair, your choices were Petit and Anelka Elka. Anelka was what I was thinking, Cesc. yeah. I was thinking Anelka. But he never won the, Anelka never won the World uh, Cup. Did, so, wow. Yeah, he was out on that bit. Yeah, yeah he, never, he, he wasn't he in the United taken, squad. He didn't Jesus. No, he wasn't. It was Trezeguet. It was and bad egg, wasn't it? it was yeah, it was, egg. yeah. <clears throat> but he did, he did get the European Championship medal. You are, he played here, there and everywhere, didn't he? Yeah. Um, I'd take your time on this one, by the way, lads. <laughs> so, I have won the La Liga title. I have played in both El Clasico and the Milan derby. I am a Ballon d'Or winner. I have had David Beckham as a teammate. I have won the Serie A title. Hello, my name is Ronaldinho. No. Hello, my name is Clarence Seedorf. No. <laughs> I have a Champions League winner's medal. You've got two more after this. I'm wait from... um, I, have, I have played in the same side as CR7. And I have never won the World Cup. That's throwing me off the World Cup one. I will give you all a slight hint. He's not Brazilian. I didn't think he was. That's, 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 where, that's, that's where that's where it was linked. I was thinking Kaká. I mean, I, he's on the list, but he's not yet. I'd assumed he'd won a World Cup, but just in case he didn't. Uh, hello, my name is Zinedine Zidane. No. Yeah. Can you go through him again? There's a lot of them, to be fair. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So won La Liga and Serie A. Won the Ballon d'Or. On El Clasico, uh, played in El Clasico and the Milan derby. Teammates with David Beckham. Listen to this bit. So, David Beckham as a teammate, but he played in the same side as CR7, and he's never won a World Cup. He does have an icon card on the AFC 24. Hello, my name is Eric Cantona. No. This Serie A and La Liga, sorry. Not Liga and Serie A. Mm -hmm. No, Serie A and La Liga titles. Is Cristiano Ronaldo played him in, in the same international side? Wasn't a team, wasn't club. It was international when he played with Ronaldo. Hello, my name is Luis Figo. It is indeed. Oh, shout. Yeah, won the oh, league yeah. title with Inter. The only reason I got that was from Portugal. Hit, hit, uh, yeah, you wouldn't have. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was shrouded to be a Brazilian one there, but well done, Shane. Um, I don't think you can be caught now, can you? That's 3-1. Oh, I, I, yeah. So, Ryan is playing for Pride this week. I've, I've oh, been there, mate. That, mate so <laughs> <laughs> if, if That's you... How did you cope I didn't, with this? I didn't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't you... sleep last night either. I can't afford to tonight. Um, if you lads get this, I'll, I will be impressed. Um, so, I am an English striker. I have played for Leicester City. Um, I have over 100 Premier League goals. I have scored in the UEFA Cup slash Europa League, whichever one you want to use. I am right-footed. I've also played for Bolton and a team... Hello, my name is Emil Heskey. No. You play for Bolton. I have played for Bolton and a team that wears claret and blue. 
I have been Alan Shearer's strike partner at club level. Hello, I'm Les Ferdinand. Oh, I'm fucking yeah. believable. Yeah, it is, yeah. Fair play. And the, the last one was I scored the 10,000th goal in the Premier League. Was obviously his, was one unbelievable. I knew, I, knew Shane, I knew Shane would be the one, but congratulations. Four to one. Yeah, to I think nil. he had age on his right. side there, right? I was thinking Hesket until you said, yeah, Bolton. He was at Birmingham, weren't it? No, Hesky has played for Bolton. Yeah, he played Hesky for Bolton. Played for Bolton. Yeah, yeah, Bolton and Aston, yeah. Bolton and he played for Bolton and Aston Villa and Les Ferdinand playing for West Ham. He was and DJing in that Bolton kit. I will now hand over to Azza um, for a new segment of the pod um, and actually a chance for you listening to take part as well. So... As Miles just said, new section of the segment, hopefully one that will run throughout the entire season and also one you guys can get involved with at home. Uh, essentially, what we're going to do is try and predict in a almost in a Super 6 format, five results for the, for the upcoming weekend. And we haven't got a name for it just yet, but I'm just floating out there four plus one because we've got four quality league games and then the plus one is the Leeds game. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's just four shit. <laughs> uh, very similar to, 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 like I said, very similar to Super Six. So what we're going to do is we're going to have five games. We're all going to try and pick the results, whether you know home win, away win, or draw, which will give you a plus one point. Uh, correct score line would give you a plus two points, and then closest to the first goal. Minutes wise, across those five games, will also give you a plus one bonus point. The games that we have on offer today are the the juiciest ones I could pick out of the the ones available. Some good ones in here. We've got Burnley at home to Chelsea. We've got Manchester United at home to Brentford. We've got Brighton at home to Liverpool. Arsenal at home to City, and Leeds at home against Bristol. Uh, United, City. There's a, there's a brain fog moment there. Uh, but yeah, like like we explained, we'll go around and we'll we'll take the score lines from from everyone here. Uh, I don't know if anyone in particular wants to note down everyone's scores. I use uh, pen and paper. So if anyone's using phone, that might be a little bit easier. It's not going to get Pepsi spilt on it from the from the FIFA promos on my desk. Yeah, Ryan said he'd do it. Beautiful. Um, All right, I'll, I'll make it. <laughs> So I think if we start with yourself then, Ryan, if you give us the, the, the predictions for the games, we'll go we'll go one by one. If we start with Burnley versus Chelsea. Uh, I'm going to go 3-0 Chelsea. 3-0 Chelsea, wow. Jesus. And then if you... You've I really told you my win. predictions are going to be... Chelsea. I mean, they're, they're fresh off a nice look, looking win at the moment. Uh, you're Manchester United against Brentford. Um, I'm going to go 2-1 Man United. Right, that's, that's not a bad shot. Brighton versus Liverpool. 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Two, two. Oof. Arsenal versus City. 2-2. Two, two. Oof. And then, of course, Leeds versus Bristol City. 2-0 Leeds. 2-0 Leeds. Oof. That's a brave man there. If we go over to Shane. Two right, yeah. Same again. Burnley v Chelsea. 3-1 Chelsea. United versus Brentford. 1-1. One, one. Brighton versus Liverpool. I'll be interested to hear this one. 2-1 Liverpool. Oof. Uh, Arsenal versus City. 2-2. Two, two. And then we've got Leeds versus Bristol. 2-1 Leeds. Two, one yes, Leeds. love that from you, Shane. 
And then we'll we'll head over to Mouse, uh, Burnley v Chelsea. One uh, one. United v Brentford. Two one United. Brighton v Liverpool. Two one Liverpool. I like the sound of that. Arsenal v City. Two two. And then Leeds v Bristol. Uh, one all. Ooh. Probably the favourite shout there with Leeds game. Yeah. I'm I'm going to try my hardest not to uh, to defer from from the ones I written down earlier, even though it is tempting. For Burnley v Chelsea, I'm going two one Chelsea. Uh, United v Brentford, I'm going three nil United. Brighton v Liverpool is a toss up between two all, but I'm going to go four two Liverpool. I think uh, I think wow. it'd be, it could be crazy. They they, they they need some blood, don't they? They're, they're an angry team at the moment. Uh, Arsenal City gone a bit rogue, three two to Arsenal. Love that. And Leeds v Bristol, I've gone for a very tight one nil win from uh, from Leeds. And of course, what we have for the bonus point is the closest minute to the first goal scored across all five of those games. So I'll start it off. I've gone for the 18th minute. Uh, which I think could be a healthy prediction. Uh, Ryan, if you want to kick us off with yours. I've gone for the 11th minute. 11th. Oof, nice. Shane? I'm going to go fourth. Liverpool are probably going to 1-0 down. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a good chance, to be fair. Especially away. Um, and and, and then Mouse. the guy will be offside as well. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I think Shane would explode. I generally would explode. Just stop. <laughs> Just stop. And if, if we go for um, Mouses to top it off. I have gone with seven for exactly the same reason as Shane. Interesting. <laughs> See, when I do Super Six, I always keep it a single, single digit minute. So I, I went against my own ways this time and went, went double digit into 18. So I wonder if that's going to come back and bite yeah, me but on you've my got anything about You've got anything above 18, mate. Don't forget. Yeah, that's true. That's a lot of minutes. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. there's no way. Yeah, there's no <laughs> way they're all going to be nil-nil. <laughs> and of course, uh, anyone listening at home, if you want to play along as well, give us a tweet. And uh, obviously, before the weekend starts, because you know anything after the weekend would just be cheating. And uh, yeah, see Shane. if you can see if you can get more points than we can. <laughs> and we'll we'll uh, we'll obviously like and retweet some of the some of the highest scoring points. I'll add I'll add you to the scoreboard. So now. Um... I said, Shane's that angry. He's just taking a bite out of his keyboard. Right, let's go. So, we're going to discuss Shane's favourite subjects in the world, VAR. Um, just in case anyone's literally living underground. Uh, there was huge controversy in the Spurs-Liverpool game um, with numerous VAR decisions. Um, the main one being Luis Diaz being clearly onside um, and it being not given. So, I'm, I'm literally just going to open this up, and when we're just going to hash out, hash out what we feel about it and what we, you know, what we think, and maybe if we've got any ideas on how it can be improved, what we think should happen. Um, first thing, though, has everyone seen the Liverpool statement that's come out? Yes. Yeah. So, right. interesting to see if they release it. Put it yeah. Way. So they've that's the second statement. Is it the first statement was that they said basically they they're going to try and take them to fucking town on this by the looks of it. Um, and the second one is they want the audio released. 
from the officials from Sunday's games, which I can't see why not, unless yeah. there is something in there yeah. where they're talking between each other going, we've had a fucking nightmare here, what are we going to do? Would that, yeah. um, would that come 100%. under the Freedom of Information Act, though? Yeah, it has so, to be. They publish it for so every other. I mean, yeah. yeah. If, they, if they publish it, then... If they they were quick it, enough to do it with Klopp recently yeah, with the linesman, so yeah, I don't see why not. They're, they're referees at the end of the day. They should be held accountable. They're not different to, to any other instances, so yeah, leak the audio. Unless they're scared that something was said that, you know, shouldn't have been. Because the body language of the ref didn't look quite right. It looked like he'd almost realised he'd messed up before the before the free kick had been taken. Went to, went to change his mind and then kind of just thought, you know, oh, fuck it, I'll let it go on. So It'd be interesting to see the audio to go with the body language. I think they said it was 45 seconds between the decision and kickoff. That's insane. That's that's insane, isn't it? It like you know, that's it's almost a minute. You're telling me that they couldn't have then stopped the game, and all right, they're going to look like idiots, but would have been much better to look like an idiot there and change it immediately so this shitstorm didn't come after it. Mm. But you know, I think it's it kind of spiraled from there. This is this is why. We're kind of a bit skeptical, especially as Liverpool fans. While we're quite skeptical on this, because the shit decisions didn't stop. That was, you know, it kept going from there. It was just shit decision after shit decision, and it it felt like it wasn't a fair fight. You know, it, I think McAllister's in the shit, isn't he? Because he's come out and said we were playing against twelve men. I don't see anything um, wrong think, with that. You know, and I don't think there is because it, it was quite clear. Yeah, and and not only that, it's his national teammate. He's He's having, a, he's having a bit of banter with a mate. That's the way I see it at the end of the day. Yeah. It's the same as me commenting on one of your Twitter posts and, and giving you a little bit of a banter dig. It's, there's no different. They are humans at the end of the day. They're allowed to voice their opinion. They're allowed to have banter with their mates at the end of the day. I just want to I want to point out firstly, I, I have no issue with VAR. My issue is with the idiots that are fucking operating yeah. to start with. Yeah. And it's not just... It, it's got to a point for me now. I mean, I can only go off... No, I can't. No, not not just off Liverpool's point of view, because there was like the Forest game at the weekend where yeah. Wissers nicked the ball off Turner and he's absolutely clattered yeah, it. And, and it's not even been like, I don't even think it was checked. And it's just decisions like that that seem to be happening every week in like every other game. And it's just, it, it shouldn't be happening at this level. Like it, it should not, they shouldn't be getting away with it consistently. Now, for me personally, that, that that Tottenham game was an absolute disaster because it was like the, the offside goal was the, the main point, but there were several decisions in that game that was a joke. But I seen a tweet from LFC Laura, who obviously a Liverpool fan. So in 13-14, Sterling was clearly onside, flagged off, cost us the league. In 18-19, Mane was clearly onside against Arsenal, flagged off, lost the league by a point. 21-22. Clear hand ball against Rodri, not given against Everton. Lost the league by a point. Go back to Sunday. Diaz was clearly onside. It wasn't even checked properly by VAR. And he said it's not being bitter or moaning. It's a consistent pattern of subpar refereeing, which has cost us trophies for years, and it shouldn't be acceptable at this level. And he's spot on. That, that's what I think that's why Liverpool have had enough, because it's cost them trophies. Not, not just games, but trophies. And that's why, for me personally as well, is why I'm so pissed off with it now because it's just ruining the game for me completely. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, I don't, you know, we don't want to go back to the days of showing the replays and you've you've lost a thriller because there's an offside goal because there's no VAR. You know, we want that to be righted on the pitch, but it's 
it's even worse what we've currently got to lose a game knowing that there was something there that could have stopped that from happening I think that's that's what makes it even more sickening is you know we remember back in the days you know there's obviously younger listeners and stuff that won't won't have really lived too much you know before that but some of the decisions have have been horrific through the years and yeah it's hard to swallow but something like this is even harder to swallow because it shouldn't, it's saying it shouldn't happen. You know, I've, there's so many ways that it could be improved. That there's three, you know, there's the VAR guy, but then there's an assistant VAR guy. So why, yeah. why is he not flagged? All they're doing is looking at a fucking screen. Because of a yeah. lack of bollocks, mate. It's, it's quite, it is, and, you know, it's quite they, simple. Well, they said, you know, that basically they thought the on-field decision was onside, right? But I'm pretty sure every single VAR call I've ever heard is the referee says to them what the decision is. I'm pretty sure it is. They say, oh, go, goal offside, can you check for offside? Because surely that would be it, wouldn't it? They could not have even been watching because if they thought it had been given as onside, there wasn't looking, because the lino flagged him off anyway. Yeah. So, so it should have been checked for that. So they, they clearly wasn't watching what was going on. I don't, I, I'm a completely neutral, I have a completely neutral point of view here because obviously I'm not a Liverpool fan. I think... It's quite blatantly obvious that he was onside. Diaz was onside. Like, blatantly obvious. Um, and the Curtis Jones red card is has made... When it's slowed, out, slowed down, makes it look so much worse. And the it's, thing is, the he's thing tackled right, him. Yeah. His foot has come off the top of the ball and then has made contact with the player. So, if that's any... In, in Sunday League, you don't get sent off for that. Right no. in Saturday League, you don't get sent off for that because the referee could probably well actually I, I say that standard of refereeing, but it, what what you would expect is for people to understand that when you go in hard, sometimes your foot is not going to make contact with the bottom of the ball, but it has made contact with the top of the ball. Therefore, he's got the ball, and therefore he's not. It's not a sending off. If he's given a yellow card for it you know, you take the yellow card and, and move on, right? It's not, it is not a sending off and it is not a clear and obvious error. And they always said from the start, it was going to be used for clear on and obvious errors. Um, one thing I just want to like point out with regard to this, I think Sky Sports put up every VAR apology that has been listed um, over the course of the last two seasons. So there has been... 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 different VAR apologies over the last two seasons. You have Palace and Villa when um, it was a Palace penalty. Jared Bowen wrongly being judged to when he when he supposedly fouled Edouard Mendy when Chelsea won 2-1. Newcastle's 0-0 with Palace. United's 3-1 with Arsenal. You've got a couple of Liverpool results in there. Brighton seems to, seem to be uh, in it quite often. It's getting stupid. It's getting completely stupid. And what's going to happen is people are just going to call for all this technology to be fucked off again, because it's it's causing it's causing some real real issues within the game. It's also bringing the worst out of people on Twitter. That's the one thing I oh, will yeah. say. Jesus, because yeah. my God, there are some absolute bellends on Twitter with some. I mean, look, everyone's entitled to their opinion, but there are some awful opinions out there, like dreadful, dreadful opinions. Shocking um, ones. Just, just dreadful. <laughs> and I just think that, well, I think VAR is 
is an amazing concept. It's just like EA. They have these amazing concepts, but they're just not delivering it in the way that they they should be. Um, Wenger has also come out and said, I think, that he believes that with VAR, if the lines are touching, they then the person should be allowed to be onside. They should be that that should be an offside, an onside call if there are any if there's any like overlap between the lines. Maybe that's the way that they do it from now on because at least there'll be some consistency in. Well, you'd hope that there'd be some consistency in the decision making. One thing I will add as well is like about the Twitter thing and stuff. It, it's pretty clear when you look around how much people hate Liverpool, like non-Liverpool fans. But even that game on Sunday has made rival fans. I've seen so much stuff saying like how bad it was and stuff. Instead of taking the piss out of Liverpool, they're saying how wrong it was. Blah, blah blah, which I think goes to show you how big a mistake it was. Oh, it's huge! Like you, you've got, you've got legitimate goals not being given now. Is a yard on side? It's literally a yard on side. It's it the makes worst VAR decision we've ever seen. I think. Like the Champions League offside, why that was rejected at the start of the year yeah. is absolutely beyond me. Yeah, you know how they do that image thing with the red, the red body part, then over yeah, the line, yeah. ain't it? Or something? Yeah. Why that was rejected, is, I'm amazed, to be honest. I heard it was rejected by clubs, not enough clubs. approved. They have to get a, a certain amount of clubs, a vast majority, to yeah. to approve. And I wonder how many clubs that didn't want it have been impacted by it this season already. That would be quite an interesting thing. And I think the thing is with, with VAR outbursts is, it's like Shane said there, almost like, when it happens to another team, I get fuming as a neutral. I get annoyed. When it happens to my team, I get more annoyed. But what doesn't happen enough is the universal annoyance. We see it with with fans more than anything. But now we're seeing it with managers and pundits where they they'll say one thing when it's when it's their team, but when it's another team, it's like, oh, you know, get on with it, get on with it. And and that's why they're able to just get away with an apology because every time they completely fuck up, they'll be like, oh, we'll just issue an apology. There's not going to be this huge outroar. Everyone's going to be like, ah, you're rubbish and banter off of each other. We've seen Ange already contradict himself. We see Gary Neville change his opinion 16 times a day. And, and no doubt that's, you know, that's probably a lot down to his employers with Sky and stuff. But Mark Goldbridge has been a really good one to listen to, to be fair, because a lot of yeah. the times I can't stand listening to him. But when, it's, no, when these big things happen... He is very spot on with these these neutral standpoints, and I think if if other teams don't get annoyed with the teams that are being impacted every single week as well, literally every single week, nothing's going to change. We're just gonna they're going to be like they expect us to just lay over and forget about it the next week after an apology. Apologies, apologies didn't keep Everton up. Yes, um, didn't nearly keep Everton up last season when they nearly went down because of all these these decisions, and they had multiple. Apologies, you know, it can, you can ruin clubs' futures and and players' careers as well. Like, as I was obviously angry on Saturday when it after the game and stuff like that, but then I thought about it and it's, it's quite sad because I just feel like the game that we love is just it just seems to get worse. Like, it's not the game that we know and we we grew up playing and like you you can't celebrate a goal anymore until that you've had it confirmed that it's going to stand and it's just like. What is happening to it? So, on the topic of celebrations, can I ask your thoughts on Spurs celebration? Dickheads. See, I think that's all that needs to be said. Honestly, I loved it. 
I'd have I, done the same. I loved I'd it. Done the same. I know Liverpool had nine men, and I know it was an unfortunate yeah. own goal. It was some finish, by the way, by Joel Matip. But, <laughs> but it, we had this problem. I think it was last year with Gabby Agbonlahor, and Gabby Agbonlahor said on on Talksport that Leeds should not have been celebrating like that. They they'd won a game. It was three two. The other team had ten men, and we'd scored in the ninetieth minute. I think Bamford scored in the back post. Can't remember who it was against. And he's like, "Yeah, it's disgraceful. You can't be celebrating like that." I'm like, "Why?" What? Why not? You know, they. No, I think we celebrate that. But... They've won a game. Yeah, they look. Obviously, there's there's issues and whatnot. But you are so overrun and overwhelmed with passion at that point that you've just you've just won a game in like the ninety whatever whatever minute. Um, I think the whole celebration thing was kind of blown out of proportion slightly. But again, I'm I'm a neutral, so for me, I've got there's no it bearing what. Bissouma did a lap of honour with his child. In September, I didn't see that. I didn't see that. Scoring the goals, right? Scoring the goals, fine. That's you know, celebrate a goal because you do because you get the adrenaline rush. But things like that. Basuma's doing a fucking lap of honour with his fucking baby, carrying him around the ground. You fucking that's see? Bit, I didn't see that. Nice. That's actually really. That. That's what I mean. That's so I've you know I've seen shit like that, which is just fucking mind blowing. Like you know, I get the. Yeah, I get the adrenaline and all that shit. And I don't mind the celebrating after the goal. That's fine. But the celebrating after the game was literally like they'd beaten us in the Champions League final when we slapped them because they're shit. So, you know, it's I get there'd have been massive emotions because they, look, they looked like idiots by not beating us when we had nine men. And I totally get and I totally get all that emotion and things like that. But it's it's the things like the Pasuma thing, and I'm like, come on, honestly, that's yeah, that's mad. That's, that's just too far. That's too yeah, far. That's funny. Yeah, I, I, I'm not bothered. It doesn't bother me. Like, do what you got to do. If that's what makes you happy, I, I couldn't care about that. To be honest, you got to remember as well. This, it's, this, it's just, it's just like nothing will come of this. I, I tweeted it saying the same thing. Nothing. The only thing that'll happen is. It'll, it'll be took off games for a week or two, and then it'll be back. Yeah, he got removed the day after, be, didn't he? It'll all be forgotten and stuff. That, that's my issue. Like, nothing will change. Nothing will come of it, and it'll happen again. But we, you I know, can if... guarantee you now there will be a massive VAR incident this weekend that's controversial, 100%. But I think you're right. Like, everyone needs to stand together on this because it's not going to happen just us, you know, banging the drum and stuff like that. All the teams need to come together mm. to get it to get it fucking sorted. Because otherwise it's like you said, it's nothing's gonna be done. Um, this is the second bear in mind this is the second time this has happened to us in a matter of weeks with McAllister getting sent off and then it being rescinded. You know, it's not it's not like it's you know, luckily that day it didn't you know it didn't cost us, but you know, this cost us points from shit decisions that could have, you know, the the red cards it could go either way, but that you know the the goal. We we've won twice this season already with ten men. Yeah, it's not like we're not adept to it. Everyone says playing Liverpool with ten men is the same as playing them with eleven. So it's not like you know we're, we're yeah we're at a disadvantage, but we, we we held on for twenty minutes with nine men for fuck's sake. I'm not delusional. I like to think that I'm not a delusional Liverpool fan. I don't think the Jones is a red card. I can see why it's been given because the ref's gone over to a still image, still image of his foot on his shin. So I can see why it's been given. The Jota first, the, the second yellow is silly because he's already on a yellow. But the first yellow is not a yellow. He's not even touched yeah. it. He's tripped over his own leg. But yeah, it's just, it's going to take, it's just a, when you watch a game like that, it's just a tough pill to swallow. Yeah, you don't mind losing fairly. No one does. You know, it's the end of the day. You know, it's the same as like when you play 
FIFA or EAFC. It's exactly the same. If you lose fairly, it's fair enough. But if you get we fucked well over... Top as well. We were well on top yeah. before that joined the record. Yeah. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we were, yeah. The thing is, as well, this suspending them for a, for a couple of games, it's, it's like, if I if I messed up that badly in my job, I'd be sacked. If I was consistently messing yeah. up in my job, I'd be sacked. And I'm, I'm not costing people, you know, thousands of pounds every week with, with my bad decisions. Um, I mean, I could cost a lot of money with certain things, but uh, when when is enough enough? You know, when when do they not just get sent to the lower leagues and bring some, some lower leagues ref that are that are doing really well down in, in Championship League One, for example, you know, promote them on merit, bring bring them up and down as as and when. Because if we just keep with the stale referees that just clearly aren't doing a good enough job, we ain't going to get anywhere. I mean, Charlie Austin's rant when VAR first came out, the, the words he was saying is help the referees because they're the ones that clearly don't have a clue. It's not the It's not the technology. It's the officials and the referees that are making the wrong mistakes. And you, you could post that Charlie Austin rant every week and it would still be applicable. Help help them, make them better, bring bring in resources and, and fresh eyes and fresh legs in, in the referee kits and, and, and get them improved. There needs to be some kind of improvement plan, some kind of development plan. If you're doing crap in your day-to-day job and you're consistently making mistakes, you're going to get put on some form of development plan. And that they're just allowed to just get away with it week after week it's, it's insane i think we kind of forget that this this isn't a, a new thing you know <laughs> we went through the back end back into the 90s early 2000s they were talking about bringing Kalina in from italy because our referees were fucking shit back then as well Imagine. and they used to make massive issues you know massive issues so it's not like this is a new thing that quite clearly you know how these refs are made and things like that and it's it's not working like inside var inside that fucking control room every week should be an ex-professional footballer yeah yeah who's there to lend help to them and tell them and advise them because a lot of them won't be top end professional footballers you know they might play sunday league or whatever like that but if you've got an actual ex-professional in there in every single one each week then it will help alleviate these problems because they can then explain to them oh this has happened because of this like the one with you know with Jones that you know it's clipped the top of the ball, that's why it's you know everything like that. But I think the worrying stat is what they said is we only see the shit from televised games. Mm. We don't see all these other decisions that happen could happen five six times a game in every single game. How many of them games have had an offside like that happen, and then it's gone to VAR and they've gone no no it's just offside. How many times does that happen? And it could, you know, it could happen. Could happen three, four times a game. There could be teams getting relegated, losing out on Champions League and stuff like that. Just down to the sheer fact that the officials is the officiating's not good enough in this country, and it hasn't been for a number of years. Um, because uh, whether it's under investment or they just don't give a shit, I, d- I don't know what it is, but it's something that does need to change. I mean, when was the last time you seen a huge controversial VAR decision from one of the other leagues in in Europe? I can't remember. I, I hear about it every week in the Premier League. And granted, I follow the Premier League more than than any other league. But I follow, you know, like Serie A update accounts, um, League Un update accounts, just for the goals more than anything, and see if there's going to be any informed players to try and invest in. But um, yeah, I, I never I never see any controversial VAR decisions. Obviously, they're using the Champions League and the World Cup technology. Maybe that helps so much that their their margin of error is so much smaller than ours. We're putting this pressure on ourselves. 
go and go and get the technology that's out there. You're the richest league in the world. You can afford it. Just, just go and get it. Um, anything else from you boys to add? Take Az's advice. Send it to the Prem. <laughs> Do something about it. Yeah, I've just realised as well there's an international break again after the next game. And I'm feeling about oh, it. For fuck's sake. Well, there better be, hopefully there'll be some EAFC content to keep us going through the dreadful international break. Let's let's hope. Yeah, 78 plus picks. Marky matchups. Uh, Marky matchups. Is that what you're pinning your hopes on? Marky matchups. If it is, we're we're all we are all fucked if that is what we're pinning our hopes on. Not I think we'll just we'll just have to play clubs constantly, I think. Yeah. Yeah. We will get that. We'll for everyone who, who does want to play anything like that, we will get that underway shortly. To be fair, it's not like we're all playing FIFA twenty four seven. So yeah, we've got no we've got we've got no real I'm not, I'm playing Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> well you can forget about that. <laughs> so anyone, thank you for listening and play the outro. Thank you for tuning in to the Lengthy Lads podcast. We hope you had a blast hearing our thoughts on the fantastic EAFC twenty four and the footballing world. And if you share our passion for the beautiful game, don't forget to hit that subscribe button, drop us a five-star rating, and leave a review on your favourite podcast platform. Your support keeps us lengthy. And as we wrap up, whether you are scoring goals in the virtual world or cheering for your favourite football team, remember that football brings us all together in the most thrilling way. Until our next adventure, keep the passion alive, and may your game always be lengthy.